Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining Windy City Bro Pen. I'm here with Jim. Jim, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Zach. Good to be back in the saddle once again. We're here riding, and uh, we got some topics here today. Jim, what do you think? We got a little bit of baseball, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of Bears football. How are you feeling about that? I'm excited. I'm excited to maybe talk some sports that might be coming up that might actually happen. There's a lot of rumors and a lot of different things going around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about a few different things here. Absolutely. And first and foremost, we just want to say uh, you know, happy Memorial Day to everyone. And, and thank you to all those who have served and fought to protect our freedoms and you know, have made the ultimate sacrifice for us. It's absolutely appreciated. And it means the world for us to be able to do something like this because of the things that you do out there outside of our country and within. Seriously, much respect to those that are willing to put their lives on the line for the greater good. And on that note, we actually have an intern that is currently enrolled in the Army. He is actually from his camp going to be helping with some of our social media. So guys, you guys got to check out our Instagram. We're churning out content. We're six posts a day now. You're going to see some interesting things. Jim, any favorite posts that you've seen so far from our our new intern? Uh, Yeah, I really actually like the Zach Levine comp to Kemba Walker. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, really was an eye-opening eye-opening comp there to just to show you how valuable Zach Levine actually is to the current Bulls team. Might oh, be a absolutely. guy you keep for a while. I think that's fair to say. So let's let's hit a couple topics today. We're going to do like a Cubs versus Sox type deal. We're going to go over the Bears record. We're going to do a Bulls top five. But I got one question for you first. This is our third podcast. Who's your favorite number three athlete? Athlete who wears the number three. Who's your favorite of all time? And this is just a snap reaction, but I got to go with Allen Iverson, 100%. Loved watching him play as a kid. Uh, I never did own a pair of Iversons growing up. My feet were a little too (laughs) wide and flat for that. But, uh, yeah, just loved watching him play. He just – he was a different player. And it gave – like, it just gave you the thought that you could go play because he was a smaller guy, and he just – he got after it. One of the best to ever wear number three. Babe Ruth would have to be second, but I never really got to watch him. Just heard about him. I know you were saying Ben Wallace would be another good one to keep relevant with the Bulls. Yes, yes. That'd probably be my favorite Bulls three. Uh, Maybe Tyson Chandler too, but probably uh, he could go either way with those guys. I also wouldn't mind a Ken Griffey Jr. for all of you guys who wouldn't mind a Ken Griffey Jr. as your favorite number three. I think that's a pretty quality pick as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's hit on the MLB stuff, huh? MLB Cubs versus Sox 2020. Who do you got, Jim? Like, if we had to put this down, nail to the coffin, this year is big because it's kind of like the Cubs' last dance. Do you think that this is the Sox' breakout year? Parring if everything happens and we go forward and the season does continue. Is this what we had with the Cubs in 2015, what we would likely get with the Sox this year if the season does commence? Yeah, I think the Sox team that you have coming in here – with the additions that they've added to the team. I believe you see Louis Robert is going to start with the team now that he's signed his extension. They brought in Keuchel. I think that team is pretty much ready for like that Cubs breakout run that we saw in 2015. Uh, if you had to go Cubs versus Sox this year, it, it could be a coin toss. You just don't know what the Cubs are going to do with the bats. They've got a whole different team. But I think the Sox are definitely a team to keep your eye on this year. I love what the Sox have done with their starting pitching. And I I hate to say it because, I mean, everyone who knows me and has heard me talk any sports before, they know I'm not for the Sox. Absolutely not. But I respect the talent they have, especially with that starting pitching. 
Yeah, they've got a lot of good pitchers on that team. Like I said, they added Keuchel. Gioito is the guy they're building around. You might even have something there in Renato Lopez and Dylan Cease. Those are kind of wait-and-see guys, but they do have talented arms. Not to That's forget a- Michael Kopech either. Mm-hmm. That's another big gun that they've got coming back. I think Rodon being on the IR to start the season, or at least what was last mentioned before all this debacle happened, right? Yeah, and that's another guy, too. This has probably been beneficial for him. There's no rush. The Sox are probably going to – if he's able to come back this season, they're going to get him at a good time, not where – they have time to rest. What about the – how do we put it with the Cubs? They're, they're in this – do we call it the last dance, Jim? Do we really call this the last dance for the Cubs core? It's, it's different. I don't think you can use the term last dance because the situation I don't think is toxic. Mm-hmm. compared to the real ass dance. But I, I think you're looking at possibly KB's last year with the Cubs. Just depending on how things shake out, it could be John Lester's last year with the Cubs. The World Series team, you're going to see some guys that were on that team that are no longer with the Cubs anymore. I think that's more so, rather than saying a last dance, maybe for some of these guys, I think you're looking at, it's just going to be a different team going forward after this season. Uh, do what do you see- think? Well, so my opinion is I think there's some guys who probably need to be moved at this point. You know, I love what Hayward's done for the team, but that money is it's starting to hurt. I, I would like to revamp around four or five quality players, a couple who are still on their arbitration contracts um, so that we're not paying them out the, the waz. You know, obviously Baez. I, liked, I like the idea of keeping Bryant too. So I like Baez and Bryant. And I know you, you're a big Rizzo guy and he's the heart and soul of the team, but you know, at the end of the day, we got to start cutting salary. And I'm wondering who we, who we move to go get other pieces that put us in a better position and don't handcuff us going forward. I hate to tell you, buddy, we're stuck with Hayward. We're, and for better or for worse, maybe something clicks the last four years and he ends up, you know, redeeming some of that money aspect. Maybe. I know they say a lot about what his speech before the rain delay ended in the World Series, meaning, you know, what it meant to that team. That, that matters. I'm, I'm all for that. I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope he can at least salvage it because we're not, we're not trading that contract unless we eat a good amount of that money. I know speculation would have been we'd have to give up someone who's a quality player and then loop in Hayward into the contract. And that can get messy, as we've seen with other contracts before. And other teams get this whole money-locked situations. I think Boston back in the day was one of those teams that would – consistently put themselves in that position if they aren't right now carl crawford comes to mind exactly so uh, the cubs are in a very interesting situation because they have a chance to reload and come back and and come after the Sox, who i think are going to be a premier team now in the league i loved the idea of the mlb changing up some of the divisions and the cubs and Sox actually ended up being in the same division based on speculation of what they're going to try and do that would be fantastic to see, but I'm worried that the Cubs aren't going to rebound as well from some of the losses and uh, whatnot that they're going to have from this team after this year. You know what is a really a big difference between the Cubs and the Sox as far as when you're comparing the Sox team to the Cubs 2015 team? It's homegrown pitching, 100%. If the Cubs had been able to develop any homegrown pitchers, I mean, people will point, oh, Kyle Hendricks, well, we did trade Ryan Dubster to get him. He did start, I think, in high A or double A with the Cubs. So we did develop him to the major leagues, I suppose. But the Cubs just have not been successful. There's a young guy down there, Braylon Marquez, who we can get excited about. Adbert Alzelay might be an exciting name. So there maybe might be a couple guys. But overall, it's been a 
a real crapshoot. They haven't developed any starting pitching. And I think the Sox, if you're looking long-term, are in a better position to succeed long-term than the Cubs were. Scale of 1 to 10 right now, and this is the last we'll do on the Cubs and Sox, but 1 to 10, 10 being the worst. How hard is it going to be to watch Eloy do his thing on the south side once baseball commences? I was always an Eloy fan, so I'm still always going to root for him. Uh, But it, it will hurt a little bit. I think it'll hurt more than Glaber. I think everyone's happy that we won a World Series by trading Glaber for mm-hmm. Robbie. But, yeah, it'll hurt to watch him succeed. And if uh, Dylan C. ends up being a stud bullpen guy or even a starter, that's going to hurt too. Put a number on it. One to ten. Uh, your face I'll, for the I'll go. I'll go it. seven. I'll go seven. That's about what your face said as soon as I brought it up. I think Eloy's – knowing that you're literally giving away – we didn't give him away, but – we got rid of someone who could take the lights out in any stadium. That's power. That's raw power. I, I wouldn't mind holding on to a guy like that, but here we are. We're, not, we're in a different situation now. We're in rebuild. To, to that, all, just the last point on that, Quintana did help that Cubs team get to the playoffs that year. That, that was the boost the Cubs needed. Granted, long-term it didn't work out, which mm. was always the big risk of the whole thing. But it, it did help a little bit. It wasn't a total blow-up loss of a trade that's why i give it a seven i'd probably put it about the same jim recently the pensacola blue wahoos listed their stadium on airbnb for 1500 bucks a night what are you doing with a rented out stadium what are you what are you and your friends doing in that stadium for 1500 dollars? what are you are you cooking are you guys are you running the bases are you guys doing a camp out are you guys actually in there taking some hacks so did it so is it just for like one night for 1500 bucks yeah, it was something like that. Okay, so I guess if we get the place for 24 hours, let's just say that. Yeah. There's definitely several games of wiffle ball going on, 100%. Mm. We're grilling out. Maybe if there's a Jumbotron, I'm not 200% sure about how that field's laid out. But if there's a Jumbotron, we're putting a movie up on there at some point. If we have fireworks available to us, that could be an option. Mm. I think there's a lot of things you could do with that. What do you got, Zach? What are you, what are you thinking? What's your ideal 24 hours at a minor league ballpark? You know, just because, you know, we're both former college pitchers. The first thing I want to do, I want to prove I still got it. I want to show the fans I still got it, even if there's no fans in the stadium. I'm getting the radar gun out. I, I want to see if I still can, you know, get in those upper 80s. We'll, we'll see if it could happen, you know. See if I can even throw a strike. Maybe get you back behind the dish, see if you can catch a couple for me. Uh, I, I'm out on that. But <laughs> for those of you listening – what was it, two or three years ago at the Wisconsin State Fair, you hit 90? I, and those I guns could be off, but I, I saw 90 on the that. gun. I saw 90 on the gun. The, uh, I was there. I, the highest MPH on that one was, I think, 80 flat before me, you, my uh, older cousin, and a couple other siblings went in there. Um, I think all of us eclipsed the 80-mile-an-hour mark. All of us had played at other you know, varying levels, so – it was to be expected to some degree, but yeah, hitting 90 and seeing, I've hit 89 before, but seeing 90 on the gun for the first time, even if it was kind of a faux 90, I'm taking that every time. People were excited. I was excited. You had a lot of people watching, man. It was, it was really awesome to be a part of. Maybe, maybe we share that video. It's, uh, it's definitely a decent video. It's only about, what, 20 seconds. So maybe we get uh, the intern to post yeah, that on put, the IG Yeah, put page. the intern to work. <laughs> let's put him to work. All right, let's pop on to NBA. What do you think? Yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's talk about the Bulls' top five all-time. Uh, there was a list that was put out. 
Uh, they had D Rose at point guard, Jordan Obvious. at shooting guard, Obvious. Pippen at small forward, Rodman Obvious. at power forward, Artis Gilmore at center. Who is? is did you, they hit the nail on the head there with this list? I think they did a great job with it. I think the big thing for a lot of people is they don't ever, you know, our age didn't see Artis Gilmore play. So I think everyone's looking one through four and they recognize those names and they're like, oh, no brainers. I think there was a little bit of Google searching for Artis Gilmore. What do you think? Had to be, because he is an all-time Bulls great, and you just don't really know about him because he was before this gener- way before this generation of social media and everybody having all the information at their fingertips. Actually, you- on, on Ranker, really quick, not to cut you off, but to, no, to actually good. cut you off, Artis Gilmore is listed as the 77 out of 869 for the top NBA players of all time. I know Ranker is just like a generic site where you just randomly rank. That's not bad. No, you the, if you didn't know about him and had no idea, you'd be shocked. I'm, I'm actually shocked at 77 on that. I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but... Yeah, yeah there's, I'm sure there's plenty of places to dispute there. But the big thing is, for this conversation, since those five are already cemented in, they were already put there, the list was already made, who do we got for our sixth man? Uh, there's a couple names that go, come to mind. I think you could go Ben Gordon, Joe Kim Noah, Dang. Possibly Jimmy Buckets or Horace Grant. Boom. Jimmy Buckets. That's who I'm going with. That's your guy? That's your guy? Jimmy Buckets is my guy. He's the one I'm taking. He's a two-way player. He's got the new age athleticism. He's learned a lot about the game since he's come into the league. And he's a guy that I think you can lead a squad if you throw out four random people in there. Maybe a Ben Wallace is included if we start really looping people in. I think that's a very good pick. I think you can't go wrong with him or Horace Grant. I'll go with Horace Grant just to be a little different. After finding out how important he was to those Bulls teams, I think he has to be in that conversation. I'd like to see Nate Robinson make his way on this list somehow. <laughs> uh, there's a lot There's there's a lot of other Bulls that I think you'd have to put before Nate Robinson. Can't forget oh, Andre Snocioni. Uh I thought you were going to say Carlos Boozer. Uh, oh gosh! Come on. Oh man! You, you remember that? Cruise. You remember that time that he had his uh, hair painted on? <laughs> I will tell you this: he had the best facial hair, though, right? Like, yeah, it looked oh, like, it, it was on point. Like it, that looked on like point. it was drawn on, and it was just boom, 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 all the way around the chin. You're like, how do you do that, sir? That, yeah, level. yeah, hundred percent, no doubt about that. All right, so what do you got for your six man? Get you pick one person before we leave the top. I'm going Horace Grant. I like it. I like the defensive effort, and there's there's you just there's a few guys you couldn't go wrong with, but I think at the end of the day, I gotta go Horace. You get a grit factor with him too from the era he comes from. Right, exactly. Defensive guy. NFL. I think it's time to hit some bears. I think this is always for me and you. This is the. Uh, the topic that takes the cake. I think we're always yeah. excited for this one. We've got to circle the wagons back here to the very first podcast. We had a bet in place uh, where Zach and I both put down our predictions for the season. The bet was more centered around the division. Can you, Jim, uh, can you go over the division bet really quick? Just to bring the fans. In. I know we have a growing fan base thanks to the interns. So we want to make sure we get everyone uh, up to date with what we got going on. So the bet was – I bet that the Bears would go 500 or better in the division. Zach, if the Bears go better than 500 in the division, 500 or better, excuse me, Zach has to chug a whole bottle of syrup. If the Bears do not go 500 or better in the division, I have to eat a four-condiment sandwich. 
and the condiments have not been determined yet, but I am willing to leave that open to Zach as far as which one he wants to pick. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll keep that in mind if the Bears <laughs> do somehow have a blow-up season. But that that is where the bet stands. But we did also talk about our records for the season. And uh, Zach, let's start with you. You had a 6-10 and 10 record for the Bears, which I find blasphemous. But let's hear what you got. What- Thank you, Stephen A. I appreciate your commentary. <laughs> Um, the, I think the big thing we should do before we list off this is just preface why, why we have the records we have. And I, I think my big one that's going to lead into the season is I, I thoroughly pick Nick Foles to win the starting spot. I am just concerned he will not make it all the way through the season. I think he's talented. I think he can do a lot of the things Nagy's going to want to do. But I see after an early stretch of wins that we're going to get into some tough games and he might not last in cold Chicago weather. Unfortunately, that means we're going back to the wild gun, Trubisky, who may or may not throw it within the range of Allen Robinson every once in a while. That's where I come in with my preface. Jim, do you want to give any prefaces before we go into the wins and losses? Well, I might as well ride this sinking ship. (laughs) I've got the Bears at 12-4, and and the reason I think that will be is that you have your defense in place. This is going to be probably one of the better defenses of our lifetime. If everyone stays healthy, of course. I think that the Foles factor on Mitch pushes Mitch to be better. Uh, Mitch wins the starting job, and he's the starter the whole season. Unless he gets hurt, and then that's where Nick Foles fills in. And then, you know, if Mitch's play is suspect up to there and Foles takes over and runs with it, then it goes that way. I think it's really a based – my opinion is based on the defense – I think the offense will do enough to get it done this year. I figure you're going to say it was up to uh, the D, Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on a podcast? I'm not quite sure, but I know we've dropped a couple. That's what they call him. That's that's what they call him. So I, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's I'm sure we'll nickname. be hearing more. That's of his it. nickname. So roll with it. But I think Mitch is my. If Mitch plays well, that's all I can really help on because I'm with you on. Fulce has never played a full season. So if we have to rely on him from the get-go, it's gonna. My record is in shams then. Yeah, it's just it's tough to see Nick Foles. I, I could see him being successful. I just I want to make sure that someone who hasn't consistently been a starter year in year out can actually make a starter's worth of appearances. Because I do think he's gonna win this battle just purely based off accuracy. But we'll see. So let's start with the first game. Well, what do you what do you think? Uh, just before we get into that, okay. What do you who do you think's better for the Bears long term? You've got Foles for three years, and then Mitch, they just took on his fifth-year option. So you're playing the uh, franchise tag game if he does play well. Mm-hmm. So what's better for the long term between those two? If, if Trubisky blows up this year, I think you can actually get him at a discount, and that's fantastic for the Bears long term because he, he has nothing to bank on. He had an average season uh, with, where his legs helped him out, and one six-touchdown game bloated his numbers. The rest of it hasn't really been the proof of concept you'd have to pay him top five quarterback money that is a steal to be able to pay him a reasonable salary and fill the rest of the needs of the team the Cowboys right now are just going through this whole spiel where they don't want to pay a certain percentage of their salary cap just to a quarterback so I think that would be absolutely huge if unfortunately Nick Foles wins it then you really have to start thinking about turning the page and what comes next because you know Foles isn't going to be there for five ten years so we got to look future you know are we tanking for Trevor are we looking for the next great quarterback? Are we going to try and start picking quarterbacks, maybe one quarterback a year? 
Um, that was a topic talked about from Pace. So remains to be seen. Those are some things to think about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, it's, we won't know until they get to play. And with everything going on in the world, it's hard to really put a finger on it. So that's kind of why I have to ride with Mitch on this is I think he gives us the best chance to be the best team that we can possibly be. And honestly, honestly, if that's, I mean, it's what you want. You want the younger guy to win the position. You want him to help you succeed. It, it validates Pace's pick too, which I think is big for him. And if that doesn't get validated, I think there's a lot of scrutiny he's going to face. Oh, hundred percent. If the bear, if the bears don't have a winning record this year, I think Pace's job is someone else's after the season. All right, game one. Uh, looks like it would be a Sunday, September 13th matchup at Detroit at noon. Who do you got, Jim? I've got the Bears getting a home win to open up the season. Absolutely. Same here. Looks like we both have them notching off a first game victory, 1-0. and uh, Then, seven days later, they're heading over. Uh, well, actually, they're bringing in the Giants for a nooner. Classic yep. nooner with the Giants, Jim. That I've got the Bears at home, and I, I screwed up there the first time. This is actually the Bears' first home game. They went on the road at Detroit, uh, but I've got them winning the first game at home against the Giants. Absolutely. Same here, too. We both have them going 2-0. and Fantastic start to the season. We both have two different quarterbacks starting, but we both think they can go 2-0. and Sunday, September 27th at Atlanta. Another nooner. The Bears, they love their nooners. What do you got on this one, Jim? Got the Bears going on the road to – face an Atlanta team and get a W. I think that's a, it's a tough game. That's the first time the Bears will probably be tested in the season, but I think they get the dub there. I agree with you in that standpoint. I think at this point, this is where we both see the beginning. The defenses will play quick earlier in the seasons where the offenses might take a time to catch up and adjust all the schemes that are going to be thrown at them. I think we both think with two different quarterbacks, it's very possible to go 3-0, and and we both have them doing so. Next one, Sunday, October 4th, Indianapolis. Who do you have against the Indianapolis Colts? And this is with a, if I do believe, a Rivers involved. Yep, Phillip Rivers is uh, the presumed starting quarterback there in Indy. I've got the Bears winning this one as well. So starting off four now. Here is where we slowly start to diverge. And it's, it's funny, too, with the different records we have, how far off that we've been consistent up until this point. But this is my first loss for him in week four. And that's respectable. That's a good team in Indy. I just think we're going to be a little bit better. That's the hope. Then we got October 8th, Tampa Bay, the Gronkineers. <laughs> who, do, who do you have? Do you have the Bears taking it to Tom? I've got Brady and the Bucks winning this one. That's, that's my first loss for the Bears. I just primetime Brady, short week after a grind against Indy. I, I think it's the oper- perfect storm for Tom Brady to come in and get a W. I'm right there with you. No need to elaborate. You said it all. Sunday, October 18th, we got at Carolina. Nooner. Carolina, can we beat them? No Cam Newton. We probably could have Cam Newton, but they don't. So are we in a decent spot? Are we going to win? Are we going to lose? I've got to win there. I I think Carolina is going to be pretty bad. I know they signed Teddy Bridgewater, but it's going to be a transition season, I feel. it's it's. I feel the transition. Um, I'm also slightly concerned that – I need to see Teddy Bridgewater go through a whole season. I know he has fantastic talent. I think proof of concept needs to be he needs to play a whole season, and we got to see how he does. So, all right, that would lead us to a Monday game, October 26th at the Rams. Do you think we could take him out, Niter, at the Rams? I think so. That's a team that's really 
really going through some adversity right now. They just lost Gurley. Um, just seems to be a franchise that's heading in the opposite direction of what they were headed two years ago. Fair. This is a game for me that I have pinned down as a loss. But I will say this, because of some loss in talent, um, a little bit of turnover. I, I think this is a game that could be a game that the Bears win. But I have them at a loss right now. Maybe as the season gets closer, I modify the record. But right now, I do have this one as a loss. We'll see what happens going forward. Sunday, November 1st, we got New Orleans, 325. Do we take out Drew Brees? Can we stop Michael Thomas? I've got us winning at home. I think the cold weather. We, we dropped the ball this past year against them. But I think we get a little revenge this time around. Reminiscent of the Bears back in, I don't know if it was 05, uh, when we faced the Saints in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, it was 05. When, yeah. I would say I, I don't think we'll beat them like that, but I think we'll win a game. Yeah, that's all that we could hope for. I have it as an L. I don't think Drew Brees slows down at this point in the season. I think we're catching him a little bit too early in the season for him to really uh, have a speed bump. I, you know, you hope for the Bears defense to be able to control some of this stuff, but if you don't control the ball, I, I don't know how good the defense is going to be able to work, so I do have this one as a loss. But we didn't Brees even face him last year. We faced Teddy last year, I'm pretty sure. We didn't even get a face, Drew. And I don't yeah, I don't he doesn't fare well out he doesn't fare well outside of outside of New Orleans. So that's that's where my pick comes from. Well, once you get out of the dome, it looks like uh, it'll be Sunday, November eighth at Tennessee. Nooner. What do you got? Do we take out the Titans? I've got us losing to the Titans. That's a tough team there. They showed you last year how good they were. I, th- I think that's where we take a lump. Are you thinking the same thing as me as this is a game where I didn't like Derrick Henry coming out of college, but he's obviously turned into what he has. I just see us getting ran over all this game. I, I see the defense giving up four or five-yard runs. Nothing's huge, but enough to keep the clock and, again, keep our offense off the field. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think Henry is going to be pretty effective against our team. But it, I think it's just a culmination of being on the road. You don't have a bye week yet, so you played – X amount of weeks in a row. It's the perfect circle. Maybe an injury springs up in one of the previous games. Mm-hmm. I just think at that point in the season, with the way Tennessee plays, yeah, we're going to probably be a little tired. That'll lead us into the last game before the bye week. It'll be Monday, November 16th versus Minnesota at night. We both have them as wins here, Jim. Why do you got them as a win? Minnesota at home. Bears' first big division game. I think that – uh they come out ready to play. They know they got the bye week following, so they're ready to get into that bye week. They come out with a lot of energy on Monday Night Football. I think the Bears as well pick this one up. I think uh, they slightly right the ship going into the bye week, but me personally, I don't think that saves them. I just think it's one of those things where they happen to catch uh, a Kirk Cousins late in the season and they, yeah, they, they steal one from them more or less. All right, well, hey, we hit the bye week. Uh, do we have any bye week music? Cue bye week music. <laughs> All right, no bye week music. The next game would be Sunday, November 29th at Green Bay, a 7.20 p.m. game. What do you think? Rodgers or Love? Do we, do we take out either of them, both of them? Well, it's going to be Rodgers. I think even though we're coming out of a bye week, that's a loss for us. It, just seems, to be, it just seems to be like in my head I want to say, yes, they're going to come out of the bye week. They're going to crush Green Bay. But anytime I get my hopes up for that primetime Green Bay game, it seems lately – we take a loss. 
So. And, it, and it seems like usually it's a halfway decent game, except for what the 40 point blowout that was way back when I'm trying to think maybe two years ago. Um, a few years so back. Yeah. We'll have to fact check it, but it's a few years back, but otherwise it seems like we get a heartbroken. It's a fourth down play fourth quarter play. Rogers isn't looking at who he's throwing to. There's a fumble that the bears didn't pick up. It's something, it's something goofy, you know? So yeah, I'm with you. I got the bears losing this one. Sadly, then leaking into a December 6th matchup with Detroit home game. I have it just landsliding from there. I have a, I have a loss. What do you got? I've got a dub right there. Bears at home versus Detroit in December. You're playing an indoor team, divisional game. Bears all day. I'm really surprised that you did take the Lions there. I get you're more, you are more of the pessimist than I on, on some of these. I, that was a surprise to me. But like we do have our bet in place, so... I do like to keep things a little odd at times, but <laughs> I, I just I don't see the Bears being good enough to sweep any teams as of right now. Now, if we get the defense from the year before, and again, it's not like the defense last year was that bad, but we have a little bit better offense, and we get the defense. Um, you know, where Eddie Jackson's picking off every single ball, and Cleo Max, you know, touching the quarterback every single play. Then I have some reason to believe, but some of those things on the defense turned down just a little, and with the offense also taking a regression, it adds up. So that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, then we have the MJ of quarterbacks the week after that we face Houston at home, December 13th. What do you think? I've got the bears. That's partially on the bears and partially on, I believe that Houston is probably going to go through some ups and downs this year with just everything that's went on in the off season. The Hopkins, right? Yeah. I, I think there's some WTF looks going around on in that building. I think the Bears are going to win that one for a couple of reasons. I think there is going to be a lot of internal strife there. Deshaun Watson taking this one. Um, I, I'd like to think this is going to be a close game, uh, so I'm going to pin it as one. But, again, probably one of the ones that's closer to being one of the ones that could be a win on my schedule. So, again, the difference between having an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, um, and seven season and where I'm at, it's, it's just a couple games. It's going to be a couple close games, and I think they will be there. I just, unfortunately, have this one falling the other way. I, I hear you. Okay. That's kind of the difference between both of us is more than likely the Bears probably go eight and eight, nine and seven. That's just the kind of the medium between our, our uh, views here on it. Are we officially hot takers? <laughs> We're trying to get there. We're trying to get there. All right. Well, we both have a loss in Minnesota. What do you, what do you, what's happening there? I just see it as it's Minnesota is the second best team in the division and they're no slouch. We go there on the road. We get a tough loss, hard-fought loss. I, you got to give Minnesota credit. They're, they're our biggest threat in the division. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. Well, that'll move us on to a game that I think we both have predicted as a, as a win here, December 29th, Nooner, at Jacksonville. I, I don't see the talent there to be able to take out a Bears team, but it obviously could happen if they put the right things together. I like Minshew personally. What do you think? If the Bears lose this game by this point in the season, it's probably been a really tough year. <laughs> so I think, I think they're going to win the game. I, I don't think Jacksonville's a big threat. That'd take us 3-1 and one in the AFC South, too. Well, if we do that, that sets us up then for that last game at Green Bay. Um, for me at this point, this would be a, a moot because, I mean, we'd at best be able to get to seven wins. For you, it might be first-round uh, first bye if we win this game. What do you have for the last game, Green Bay, at home? Well, this one, yeah, at home, I've got to go Chicago. The Bears at this point in the season, 
are playing for that first round by winning the division title. I think they've already probably got the division wrapped up at that point. But, yes, I see the that's their 12th win, and that gets them either the first round by or the second seed. Which, well, that would be a first round by. I'm at, I'm at home field advantage. With that, we've gone through the whole season. What do you think? Are you starting to taste all those random condiments? I haven't told you if it's going to be relish, <laughs> mayo, sour cream. I, I'm going to definitely get some some people from Instagram, TikTok, Facebook to give me some suggestions because I want to make this the worst for combo possible. Yeah, there's – I'm having nightmares about some of the ones that could be. But I do feel pretty confident the Bears will at least go 500 in the division. That's even with questionable quarterback play. I think this is probably a safe bet for me. And uh, my sister was giving me a little grief about the, the first time when I said, you, you're going to get a tummy ache. Um, I'll be ready for that tummy ache, bro. It's coming. Well, whatever we do, we're going to make sure we do it. We have a post out there so everyone can check it out. At this point, you know, we're going to try uh, keep our podcast around 20, 30 minutes at first until we really start to build up some, some stats, you know, 2K player style. Actually get some sports to talk about. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing right now. But we are churning out social media. We have an Instagram page I want you guys all to check out. The intern has been killing it lately. It's just Windy City Bro Pen. It'll be the first thing that pops up as soon as you type in Windy City Bro Pen. We have a TikTok. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. I will tell you right now, not all of them are ramped up fully. We're still working on getting a following, but the Instagram is coming along very quickly. Uh, we'll be sharing updates to our Facebook as well. We want to hear your opinions. You guys can't agree with everything we're saying. So what do you think? Who's your sixth man for the bowl? What do you think the Bears record's going to be? Who's the starting quarterback for the Bears? We want to know. What condiments should Jim eat? <laughs> I mean, these are the hard-hitting questions that, you know, hopefully someday we get paid for to ask you guys. Um, until Does that, that point, get we're going to ask anyways. Does Zach get Aunt Jemima syrup? <laughs> what brand? Is it Miss Buttersworth? I, I don't know. I will be upset. Which one's the brand with the actual syrup lady on it? Is that Aunt, Aunt Jemima? Yeah. I, I think I'd be upset if you didn't give me Aunt Jemima's. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and just to check, I'm not allowed to add waffles with this to make it more of a simpatico type dinner. No, type you're just pure syrup. Pure syrup. Just, just keep super my lips, trooper style. Keep my lips to the hose and... I, I keep them there until I finish, huh? Yeah, you, you got those bird lips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when we start posting some of these uh, visual recordings, we're going to do little snippets. We'll, we'll send that out to Instagram and stuff, and you guys will be able to see these bird lips he's talking about. I don't think they're that bad, but hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So for all of us here, uh, we're Windy City Bro Pen. Jim, wave goodbye to everyone. Yeah, say thanks something. for listening. Thanks for listening. We all appreciate it. And any feedback, we would love to hear. Absolutely. Um, so for Jim, I'm Zach. Have a great Memorial Day. This is Windy City Bro Pen. You have a fantastic night. Peace.